Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. This is your boy, Logan. So, finally, um, summertime has rolled around, which means I can finally give you guys a upload schedule on what days I'm going to be uploading podcasts each week, and that day is going to be on Thursday. So, every Thursday, I will be uploading a podcast talking about something, um... Don't know what. It depends on the week and where the news is at or if we just want to do like a story time or something. But regardless, we will talk about something. Most likely in in the realm of movies and video games. Because normally there's news that comes out quite a bit. Um, especially with the whole Modern Warfare 2 stuff going on and new Marvel shows. You know, showing first looks and being announced and stuff. Um, there's going to be plenty to talk about, but as of right now, we are going to talk about Moon Knight and get my review on the entire series now that I have finally watched it all. So, Moon Knight is a series that really dives in depth into the psyche of Mark Spector. Um, and essentially, you come to find out that Mark Spector creates a alternate, um, personality known as Stephen Grant. Now, this Stephen Grant is a little bit different than the one from the comics. You know, the one from the comics is an actual, like, millionaire. Um, so he has a lot of money at his disposal. This one is just kind of a, a big, you know, nerd that has a British accent. Um, so there is a little bit of a difference, but, you know, nothing I'm gonna really scoff at, because they did everything else in the show very well, um, all the way from Moon Knight dealing with all of his, um, different personalities, to the Egyptian mythology, and going really in-depth with that, you know, they did a very good job in the series, I think, with those two things, and me personally going into the series, um, I wanted them to go into the Egyptian mythology a lot, and into the psyche of Mark Spector, because that's, you know, the, the whole point of his character, and even showing Khonshu and, and the struggles that he has with Mark and with the other gods themselves, so I think that they did a really good job with this, uh, with this show, um, on that side of things, I think that the storytelling in the show is very, uh, I don't know, it's a very hit or miss depending on the episode, like, episode 5 was by far the best written episode, but there are some episodes that aren't written as well as others, and, you know, you end up getting to the point where it's like, you know, writing-wise, it's not the worst show that I, I've seen, but it's not the best. It's kind of, like, in the middle there. But I definitely gotta say, the writers for the fifth episode, get them for Moon Knight Season 2, because, you know, they'll write you up a good fucking story. Anyways, though... What about the main synopsis, essentially? So, essentially, this show deals with Stephen Grant coming to find out about Mark Spector and his life as Moon Knight and an American uh, mercenary. And also coming to find out that, well, he, Stephen Grant, is not actually a person and that he was made up. So, coming to terms with all that and having to stop the god... Uh, Amit from awakening and pretty much prejudging a bunch of souls. So, the main thing between Amit and Khonshu is Khonshu delivers his vengeance after people have done wrong, you know, 
Um, and then Ahmet judges people before they've done anything wrong. Meaning she can look into your past, present, and future to determine if you're worthy of, well, life. And if you aren't, well, your soul gets sucked away to her. And, um, you know, that's very unethical in a lot of, uh, in a lot of ways. So Moon Knight has to stop Ahmet and, of course, having to stop uh, Arthur Harrow from releasing Ahmet. And he becomes the avatar for Ahmet after being the avatar for Kanchu prior. And it, literally in the beginning of the show, he breaks a glass and puts the glass in his shoes and walks around on that glass to atone for his sins in a, in a, in a way um, and feels a lot of guilt. But he's also letting himself become very subservient to, well, you know, a fucking god that's literally killing people before they've done anything wrong. So, yeah, it's quite a slippery slope, to say the least, when it comes to the seer. He's uh, on the god side of things, and, and avatars, the physical world embodiment of the gods. Um, but Kanchu, I think, in this show, along with the personalities of Mark, I think have... A much more rich and in-depth analysis and, and being able to see that dynamic better than Arthur and Ahmet because it's just, it's not, it's not the same. It's really not the same. And to me, you know, having like, in, a, in essence, a bond with an otherworldly entity Kind of like think about Venom and, and Eddie, you know, to make it simpler. Um, to have, you know, Conchu be at conflict with Mark and Steven, it, it's a very different dynamic. Because by the end of the series, Mark and Steven stand up to Conchu, Where Arthur is completely subservient to Ahmet and doesn't even question her at any point, where they do question Conchu on the side of Mark and Steven. So, that's really interesting. And I and I think that the character dynamic between uh, Steven and Mark is also really good when episode 5 comes around and you find out that, you know, Mark was abused as a kid because he accidentally got his brother killed uh, by being drowned, and his mother resents him for the rest of his life. So, you know, you get to see that dynamic and the reason why, you know, the Steven personality was created is so that way he could live a normal life without having to deal with, well, the pain and suffering of what happened to him as a child. So there's a, there's a lot there to, to be taken in depth, okay? So, we basically have gotten the plot synopsis out of the way of essentially what they're trying to do and what happens in the show. Um, I know I haven't touched on Layla yet, but we will get to that when we get more towards the action and stuff. Because in my opinion, I think she was kind of the weaker part of the show. Mainly because I didn't buy the love interest uh, aspect to it, you know. And it's not so much the, you know, actress's fault. It's the fact of how you how they wrote her into the story. Because they wrote her into the story where her and Mark were already together before the show even started. So, it's very hard to, you know, develop or believe in a romance if something happens off screen that we do not get to see. 
Because it doesn't work the same. Like, for instance, if you're watching a movie like Spider-Man and you, you know, you see, you know, Peter Parker, let's say in the Maguire trilogy or the Andrew Garfield, um, in his two movies, you know, develop this relationship with Gwen or with MJ, there's a lot more emotional resonance with everybody in the, in the audience because we're watching that journey take place. But when it comes to Mark and Moon Knight, you know, they already have the relationship going prior to the show starting. So there's no, there's nowhere for us to get involved. Now they kind of try to throw in the Stephen Grant personality to, to help us out with this, but it doesn't work as well because there's already that underlying factor there with Mark. It's kind of played up for humor. I would say more so than anything. Um, at points or, or to have drama, but it, it doesn't, for me anyways, work as well as them just developing it through the show with the audience. Um, so yeah, now let's talk about the action because I think the action is very important to discuss in this show. The action scenes in the show are fucking amazing, but they are few and far between. Until you get to the final episode of the series, there is not a lot of Moon Knighting going on. In episode one, you get Moon Knight for like a split second at the very end. You get Moon Knight a little bit at the end of episode two. Episode three, I think you get a little bit of Moon Knight. I don't think you get any Moon Knight in episode four, like action-wise. And then episode uh, episode five... Uh, I don't believe there's any because they're in the dream world the whole time. And then episode six is pretty much, well, all action for the most part. Um, but when it comes down to it, um, action was good where it was. The reason there's not so much action in this series and the reason I'm not actually upset that there's a lack of action is because they really went into the Egyptian mythology. They really went into the, um, you know, internal struggle with the personalities between Mark and Steven. And that's more important than Moon Knight's action, especially when you're introducing this character to a bunch of people that have probably never read the comics of Moon Knight. Um, this is the way that you want to go about it. You want to develop all of that stuff now, so when we get to the next future seasons or possible movie appearance or whatnot, you have him doing the action there, and you have a background knowledge of him and the character, which is very important. Um, most of the Disney Plus shows right now have had a lot more action than Moon Knight, but that's because all the characters outside of Kate Bishop and Hawkeye have been introduced way prior in the MCU already. So these shows essentially can add more action in and not have to focus so much on introducing us to characters outside of like the villains and stuff, right? So same thing when it comes to She-Hulk, which we will have a podcast talking about that trailer um, maybe later today. I haven't decided if I'm gonna or not yet, but... One thing I can say about She-Hulk is that She-Hulk is a great, and I mean a a great example of something that they're going to have to do something very similar with, where they're going to have to introduce everybody to this character. Now, yes, they're going to use Bruce Banner, somebody that we already know, but when it comes to Jennifer Walters in and of herself, they're going to have to literally introduce us all to her and explain everything, where with Moon Knight, they had to do the same thing. So, the lack of action is understandable when you're introducing a new character. Because, well, you kind of need to introduce them. 
And you're also doing it in the span of six episodes, opposed to 13. Like the Marvel Netflix shows had 13 episodes. Some episodes were very action-heavy, and others had no action, you know? The Marvel Netflix shows had more time to develop the characters and to develop a story that did not require there to be action every episode. But when there was, there was a decent amount. And that's what I really appreciate about the Daredevil series. They had the good balance, but they also had more episode time. So in my opinion, I think Disney Plus, I think for their shows, they need to make more episodes per season to give us everything that we need from the action to the uh, dialogue and exposition and, and showing us everything that's going on. They need to have more episodes in every season going forward to really explore everything they need to. Because it's very obvious with the Marvel Studios shows on Disney Plus right now that they, by the time we get to the finale, there's so many things that have to be wrapped up that the finale feels rushed. And I don't want the finale to feel rushed. I want to be really happy with the product. I want to be excited for the next chapter. And unfortunately... This is not getting me excited for that next chapter because you're getting everything rushed. Um, and I just mean that as like a blanket statement. I don't mean that like in Moon Knight's case, but as a blanket statement when it comes to the Marvel shows, I don't get so excited for what's next because you wrap everything up in such an unsatisfying way. Like WandaVision, perfect example of that. Wrapped up, like I was excited for the finale and it kind of was rushed. And it didn't feel like a finale, really. Falcon Winter Soldier, same ordeal. It, it felt like it was rushed. It felt a little bit better paced than, than WandaVision, but I wouldn't say by a hell of a lot. Um, Hawkeye is a little bit different. I think Hawkeye actually did its finale very well. Um, because in the, yes, they introduced Kingpin, like, the, what, second to last episode, like, at the very end. But when Kingpin did come in, they gave him plenty of time. And they gave plenty of time to wrap up everything going on in the show up until that point, And it didn't feel rushed. I think that Hawkeye did that best. Um, Moon Knight, as much as I like the show, I don't think did it as good as Hawkeye did. Um, but, so, what do I think about the characters overall in Moon Knight? I would say very good. Layla is the weakest link, but that's because of how they wrote her into the story, making her... Um, essentially Mark's wife before we even get to meet her on screen. So that takes away from us developing character with her, but it also adds um, character strength to Mark and Steven because if we were to go through that relationship and see it on screen, everything that happens with Mark and Steven wouldn't be a mystery in the beginning and wouldn't throw people off with the psychological thriller. So it helped out Mark and Steven, but it hurt her character. But by the end of the show, she becomes the Scarab. So that's really cool. And it also plays into the fact of what her father used to call her, which was, I think, really cool. She's literally like the Egyptian Falcon. <laughs> that That's essentially the best way I can describe it. She's literally the Egyptian Falcon. Um, so no, that, that was really cool. Um, and, and I can't wait to see what they do with her from there on out. But I didn't hate any characters in the show. I thought the characters were really good. I, I thought that all the characters in the show were really good. Were well written for the most part. Action was really good. Storytelling was, you know, pretty good. Um, episode 5 being by far the best episode with no action whatsoever. Um, 
But at the end of the day, I think when it comes to Moon Knight, the thing that you have to take into consideration is that this show is so vastly different than most MCU shows. So if you're going into this expecting, like, MCU, like, um, references all over the place, or you're going into here expecting um, action 24-7, or if you're going in here expecting, you know, what you would averagely expect from a Marvel Studios project, you're going to be very disappointed, because this is nothing like a normal Marvel Studios project. There is so much different shit going on in this show um, that it stands on its own. It really stands on its own. This this show is so, so different than anything I've ever seen in the MCU. And that's a good thing, because I think the MCU needs variety. Um, And I know that we have, like, our cosmic heroes, our street-level heroes and stuff, but I think adding in more mythological, like, I know we had Thor, but, like, actually getting into that mythology... And really exploring it like they do in Moon Knight is fucking fantastic. I think more sh- uh, stuff like that should be happening in the MCU. Um, and that has nothing to do with like diversity or that kind of thing. I'm just talking about like actually showing like the spiritual realm and the gods in the Marvel Universe and exploring into that. Like if we're going to explore into like Celestials and stuff like that, might as well explore into the gods side of things uh, too in, in the Marvel Universe. I think that it could ver- it could open up more storylines going forward. Um but overall, I would have to give Moon Knight a, um, probably a 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10, could be an 8.5, um, but either way, it's still really good. I definitely highly recommend this show, um, but you need to go into it knowing that it's not like most Marvel shows. Um, it is a little bit more violent than most Marvel shows, um, brutality-wise, there definitely is more blood. I wouldn't say that there's any gore, really, um, because there there wasn't, um, but I definitely have to say there is definitely more blood, and it is a little more brutal than most Marvel shows, but when I say that, don't think that, like, someone's head's getting knocked off, or you're seeing, like, blood spurt out of people, like, it's not like that. It's not that kind of, uh, dark. I think that they can definitely go darker with this Moon Knight with a, you know, more adult rating, but we'll see what they choose to do going forward with Moon Knight. But that is my Moon Knight review. I hope you all enjoyed. I know that it probably seemed like I jumped all over the place when I was talking about this show, but I don't really, I can't structure shit. I just tend to go on what's on my mind. So... I, I hope that you were able to get what I was saying through this. Hopefully it wasn't too, too jumpy. But thank you very much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed. And we will be talking about She-Hulk next in the trailer. What are my thoughts on it? Um, but yeah, thank you very much for listening. And I'll catch you all in the next one.